0: I'm Dave Champion. Over the last 13 months, there has been no shortage of government and media attempting to promote fear in the minds of the American people by promoting things which are patently false and in some cases absurd, such as what I'm about to share with you. Here's a headline that appeared on WSB TV in Atlanta. New study shows COVID-19 could hide in your brain <laughs> and reactivate later. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's so absurd. I love it. It could. I love that. May might could possibly. All those type of terminology. The minute you hear that in any sort of scientific uh, alleged scientific presentation that it may or it could or it might. Yeah. You get that well, you know what they're saying? They're saying we don't know. The real problem case here isn't the television station. It is a doctor by the name of Mukesh Kumar. By the way, that's not a medical doctor. He works for Georgia State University as an associate professor of biology. Before I get into what Mukesh Kumar said, I wanna let you know that when I did some research on this, I found out Mukesh Kumar is apparently a very common name. There are quite a number of medical doctors, PhDs, uh, engineers, and so forth, all across the globe with that same name, so don't get confused between this Mukesh Kumar and all the others. This particular Mukesh Kumar, the one to which I'm referring, in which the article basically was framed out on everything that this particular individual had to say, Uh, He is the real problem. He is promoting fear. He is doing it using the fact that he has a PhD in biology, that he's an associate professor, to drive fear with complete and utter falsehoods. Let me give you an example by sharing something that Kumar said in the article. Kumar emphasized how crucial it is to wear a mask and cover your nose to protect from having the virus enter there and go directly into your brain. It's kind of really hard to know what to say about that level of fear-mongering based on things that are physiologically absolutely not true. So your mouth, your throat, your nose, your sinuses. Do you know what sort of direct access viruses or any other contagious bacteria so forth have to your brain from any of those four things? If you said zero, you would be right. There is no way when something goes up your nose unless maybe it's an ice pick, to get into your brain. okay? Viruses that go into your nose, into your sinuses, do not then go into your brain. There is no path there. It doesn't work like that. Can various pathogens get into the brain? Yes, they absolutely can, but they don't go this way. What happens is they enter your body, by whatever means they enter your body, and then they get into the blood. And then through a very complex mechanism, which is exceedingly rare, they actually penetrate the blood-brain barrier and get into the brain and affect the cells there. The most common example of that known to the public is encephalitis. So is there any evidence that SARS-CoV-2 virus is in the brain? Well, yeah, there is some evidence of that. You're probably aware SARS-CoV-2 actually works off the ACE2 receptors on the cell, uh, the exterior of the cell. That's how the SARS-CoV-2 links up with and gains access to cells. And there are ACE2 receptor cells on various exterior cell membranes of cells inside your brain. (sighs) That was a mouthful. Current thinking is when you have SARS-CoV-2 inside you, for those people who lose their sense of smell and taste, it is presumed at this time that it's because of the impact in the the area of the brain that controls the sense of smell and taste. In other words, your taste buds are working just fine, your olfactory sense is working just fine, until the signal gets to the part of the brain that interprets them, and that part is compromised by the SARS-CoV-2 virus. On the rare occasions that viruses get into the brain, occasionally they will cause inflammation, and clearly that's a bad thing. So is there any evidence that SARS-CoV-2 is causing inflammation in the brain? No. Not at all. Also, as far as Kumar's claim, that it's hiding in the brain and that it can reactivate later. I mean, I read some of his statements. He acts like viruses have a brain, that they reason. Uh, He literally says, follow this, a virus is easy to detect in the lungs. It's not easy to detect in the brain. Therefore, the virus intentionally goes and hides in the brain. So according to Kumar, viruses in general, but the SARS-CoV-2 virus in particular, it knows that it can be spotted in the lungs. And so it scurries up into the brain where it then hides up in your brain. Okay, and then it's gonna hang out there. Boo! It's gonna reactivate later. Okay, so how much evidence is there that any of that is true? Yeah, that would be zero. This is the kind of thing that researchers have been doing ever more so over the last 20 years. They come up with these wild theories because they know it's gonna get headlines, our name's gonna get out there, but there's absolutely zero science to it. They're just talking crap. Let me share with you another one of Kumar's golden quotes that appeared in the article. Even if you test negative, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have completely cleared the virus. Uh, Yeah, it does. (laughs) Because the way PCR tests work today, the standard setting for amplification cycle threshold is 43. We know, not speculative, we know for a scientific fact that at 43 cycles of amplification, that PCR testing will pick up no longer viable fragments of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So what happens is you've got the virus, right, and when it is viable, viruses, there's a whole debate about whether viruses are alive or not. I think the general consensus is they're not really alive in the sense that we define being alive, but they are, well, I phrase them as being viable and non-viable. So you have a viable virus, in this case, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And when the body attacks and defeats that virus, it becomes non-viable. When it becomes non-viable, it starts to disintegrate and fall apart into these little fragments that are in the blood until the body's macrophage function clears them out. or They're in the tissues and the blood, I should say, until the body's macrophage function clears them out and gets rid of them. We know for an absolute scientific fact that at 43 amplification cycles, which is pretty much what every lab in America is using, that... They are pick, These tests are picking up these little fragments. They're picking up the RNA of these little fragments, and people are testing positive. So there's no way at 43 cycles that any virus in anybody, yeah, well, you test negative, it doesn't mean you cleared the virus. Yeah, it does, Kumar. You might want to learn something about science before you start talking to the press. These comments by Kumar, uh, exemplify, in my mind, the problem with what's been going on for the last 13 months, where researchers, medical doctors, government health experts just say whatever the hell they want to say, as long as its purpose is to make all of you fearful. And that's exactly what Kumar is doing, this whole thing about it's important you wear a mask because otherwise it's going to go in your nose, right into your brain. And that tells you what Kumar thinks of you. He thinks that you believe that. Uh, What I'd like to see is I'd like to see Kumar, I'd like to see his credentials removed. I'd like to see the University of Georgia remove him from his position because he has uh, abdicated the kind of responsibility that being an associate professor of biology should put in place, especially when you start talking to a reporter. But this isn't about accuracy, facts, evidence. It's not about any of that. It's about scaring you. It's about saying something that's controversial so the press will report it. It's about continuing to drive more public fear. I guess the big question I have is what leads a person like Kumar to talk to a reporter and say, you know what, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that isn't scientifically factual. I know he's going to report it because it's going to sound so dramatic and it's going to drive fear and that's good. I really don't understand that way of thinking.